What's going on, guys? My name is AJ, and I'm the Puck Joss Podcast, and I'm with my good friend Alex. What's up, guys? How's it going? It's been a short time since we've been able to do this. Yeah, I mean, we kind of figured, did we do it now just because, you know, Memorial Cup starting and whatnot, so I oh, yeah. get started. Oh, yeah. Guys, again, we're going to try and do this as often as possible. We We absolutely just have fun with this. It's more so a hobby than anything and really it's really good just gives us an excuse to talk for an hour so yeah exactly always, always fun as of right now we don't have a set release schedule like we can't say we'll release every thursday or friday just because our schedules are crazy so we just release when we can not only that the app store um for google play and itunes i don't know if you guys if there are any other pod well obviously there are other podcasters up there but i don't know if any other podcaster has had this issue but there's been an overflow of podcasts being submitted so like it's having they're having a hard time releasing the podcast so i know we're having that issue it could be because we're a lot smaller of a podcast but it is what it is we'll get there eventually no exactly uh alex i, I have a question for you before I right, dive go. before we dive into the the entirety of our show today um does being a first overall pick matter uh, hmm I think it does to a certain extent. I think it puts a lot more pressure on you than it would if you're a fifth or sixth round pick. But to say, like, there's not very for, for first round picks that would go that, that would have been picked that I would say are game changers. I obviously not. Obviously, McDavid and Matthews are exceptions, but and maybe Tavares. But but there's like being a first overall pick to me, it's yeah, it's great. But at the same time, you're still not guaranteed to make the NHL right away. Unless you're like, you know, like a generational talent. Well, here, here's my, I guess my battle inside my own head here. All right. How many first round overall, how, I'm sorry, how many first overall picks in say the last 18 years have won the cup? I don't know the exact number. I don't, I don't even know there's one. I'd probably say one or two, I'd imagine. I'm going to read you off the list and then you just. Yeah. Try to remind yourself how many guys from this list have won a Stanley right. Cup. All right. So starting in 2000, Rick DiPietro, 2001, <laughs> nope. Ila Kovacuk, 2002, Rick Nash, 2003, Mark Andre Fleury, 2004, Alex Ovechkin, 2005, Sidney Crosby, 06, Eric Johnson, 07, Patrick Kane, 08, Stamkos. 2009, John Johnny T, John Tavares. Yep. 2010, Taylor Hall. 2011, Nugent Hopkins. 2012, Neil Yakupov. 2013, Nathan McKinnon. 2014, Aaron Ekblad. 2015, Connor McDavid. 2016, Austin Matthews. 2017, Nico Hirschier. 2018, Rasmus Dahlin. So out of those guys, I have three. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I have Flurry, Crosby, and Kane. You are, yeah, you're absolutely correct. So that's in the last 17 years, I guess, that there's been a pick. We all know J- Dolan's going to come into Buffalo. Unless for imagine, whatever... imagine if he doesn't. Dude, if they trade <laughs> and, that pick. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have to go back to this podcast and just erase it all. It's not even, it's, I wouldn't even erase it. I just, I just want them to know how stupid Buffalo would be for trading the, that draft pick. Since we're going to be the draft, I'll, I'll yell, like, this is why you finished the last. last. <laughs> I'm reading a note here. Here It says notes. Did you know Wendell Clark was drafted as, as a defenseman? 
way back when. No, I did. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That That's was 1985. I mean, it's like Bufflin, right? <laughs> it's like Bufflin. He got drafted by... He, and Bufflin got drafted forward. as a defenseman. Now he's a forward. Yeah, yeah forward. sorry. I'm just, yeah. just waking up. <laughs> just waking up. It's all good. <laughs> but no, I just... I thought this was interesting to see how many, you know, first round... I guess we're sorry. I keep saying first round, but first overall picks are made. And out of the last 17 years, three of them are cup champions. And you could argue that out of those three, only one of them is a generational David. talent. Like Flurry, Flo- no, Crosby. Out of oh, the I the cup. The, okay. I thought you meant recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, like out of the three that won the cup, like I, I, Patrick Kane's phenomenal, but I don't think he's a generational talent. He's an amazing player. And I don't think Flurry's a generational talent either. I just, Crosby. Yeah, no, sure. that makes sense. I'm going to read you off a list of second round picks. I have until 2013, so I'm going to have to go and actually manually click on 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, no one cares about the second round picks from now. They had a lot, a lot of them probably. Yeah, back. well, you have Danny Healy, 2000, 1507. Uh, Jason Spezza, almost, 2001. Carly Lettinen, 2002. Eric Stahl, 2003. Yes. Evgeny Malkin, 2004. Okay. Bobby Ryan, 2005. Yep. Jordan Stahl, 2006. Okay. James Van Riemsdyk, 2007. 2008, Drew Doughty. 2009, Victor Hedman. 2010, Tyler Sagan. Two, uh, 2011, uh, Landon Skog. 2012, Ryan Murray. 2013, Alexander Barkov. I'm going to have to click here on each draft. So 2014, 2014 was, um, that was the Ekblad draft, right? So that's Sam Reinhardt. That's, that's a Buffalo pick right there. Uh, 2017 was, uh, Patrick. I don't know why I just clicked there, but 20, yeah, I clicked 2016, but it <laughs> brought me to 17. I was like, okay. And then obviously, yeah, sorry, 20, 2016 was the line A. You might. I mean, might. there's close. more guys who've won the cup on the number two overall. You know? Yeah, like, that's that's the thing. Uh, I have six from I have six from that list. I just, just I could have missed a few, but I have six that have won the cup. There, so okay. I don't know. Like it's, it just, I feel like the, being the first overall pick, there's a lot of pressure too uh, on the team to make sure they get it right. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, like projected first overall. There's not anything in concrete except for obviously McDavid, Matthews, Dolan. I'd probably even say Crosby. Like I don't know. I don't know if there's any, like you know, like being the second overall pick to me is kind of better because you're, you're you're down to two players. Like, okay, if they take this guy, we take this guy. If we take this guy, we take this guy. You have all this whole list of players in front of you. And you're just like, yeah, you have to make the right sure. one. And there's a, yeah, I could agree with that. There's yeah. a little less pressure picking number two because you get number one, then you have to take the consensus number two. I mean, like, look at the Taylor Hall and Tyler Sega draft. It, those two were like neck and neck for first overall, and whoever had the second overall pick was like, okay, well, we'll take the whoever mm-hmm. they don't take. No, exactly. And and it looks like Tyler saying it was the better player. Well, arguably, I don't know. Taylor Hall is starting to come <laughs> in, so. <laughs> but not for the team no, that drafted him. <laughs> no, it's, no, I just realized that uh, 
Matthew Barzell was drafted number 16. Yeah. I just got a steal there. Jesus. <laughs> That's crazy, eh? It just goes to show that being the first overall pick isn't like, you know, like you're the best player on every team. Like, you can go in the, the, like the last pick of the draft and be a superstar on yeah. your team. I mean, I don't think I've seen any yet, but you – Brock Besser was 23. But, like, people that say, oh, they only, they only got a seventh-round pick for, for this guy. Well, seventh-round pick is better than nothing, like, at least. You know, like, a seventh-round pick could turn into yeah. somebody good. Like, every pick matters no, to me anyways. I mean, but I'm a huge I'm, – I'm a huge draft. Draft my favorite time of the year, so I'm, like, huge on the young guys. Florida picked Lawson Krause at 11. That's a bad pick. Yeah, he's not, even, he's, he's not even playing for them anymore. Yeah, well, he got traded to Arizona. He's not bad, but 11th overall, I don't know. He's For some reason, he can't – he was great in the OHL, but he, again, we're going to talk about that later. But I don't know. He just doesn't – he doesn't come into his own. I don't know. If it's, I think it's his speed, his, his skating. His body's ready. It's his skating, I don't know. Hmm. Do you want to hear some of the trades from this, from this draft here? Boston receives – Los Angeles 2015 first round pick Martin Jones and Colin Miller for Milan Lucic. Oh goodness, good old Milan causing trouble wherever he goes. That's so funny. That's a pretty cra- That's a pretty Martin, trade. Martin but now Jones, Boston only. They, they got. I know. Um, and Colin Miller, who plays they, in Vegas they flipped now. Jones no, 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 no. to San Jose, right? Wow. Yep. Yep, and that and that that was the year they had the the, the first like the three first round picks back, back to back. They had like fourteen. Buffalo 15, received 16. New York Islanders twenty fifteen first and second round pick and Matt Molson for Thomas Vanek. Oh, that's yeah. just gross. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just goes to show you, like again, you never know what might happen, man. Buffalo could trade yeah, pick. That's. <laughs> it's just... I doubt it because I got a new GM and he seems pretty capable. But still, still, just having that. We'll see. Man, I don't even know. That's I. I just thought it was interesting. Just looking at these past first overall picks, and you have Dolan coming up, and everyone's like, "Oh, consensus number one." It's like, well, how much does that matter? You know, does that mean Svechnikov uh, has think... better odds yeah. of getting a cup before Dolan? Yes. Do you think Sveshnikov is the consensus number two? No. Really? Actually, <laughs> it's tough. If it wasn't Carolina, I would say yes, but it's Carolina. So they don't really need another young winger. That's the thing. Like They need a number one center goalie. So I've had, had a debate with a couple of my friends saying, does Carolina trade the pick? And for uh, like, a, like a number one center that like won't be able to – like the team will better resign or for number one goalie type yeah. thing. Like I mean, you could. Who's if it was any other team but Carolina, I would say. Are there any goaltenders coming two. up on like who are gonna need contracts? Not sure, but I don't know if you you would want to trade the first the second overall pick for a goalie on a Nick Fire okay, contract. You're gonna want to look at a center because you can get more value there. Yeah, so but again, like Again, would do like I was, I'm thinking Tavares caliber. Like they need a player like that, but I don't think they would trade the second overall pick to the Islanders just to have a Tavares' rights for a couple of days. Like you know what I mean? Like it would have to be like a thing. Like, thing they talked about be, before the draft and make sure that Tavares can sign. Yeah. 
with them. Yeah. So, but it's possible we see that. I just, but if it was any other team besides Carolina, I would say Special Cop is the consensus number number two pick. In my, it's opinion. definitely interesting. It's definitely interesting. And we're gonna witness this all live. Oh yeah, when we go. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I am excited, especially to see like Gary Bettman being booed and. Oh, I'm gonna boo. I'm gonna boo the heck out of him. <laughs> You're gonna do it. I'll make it on TV. I'll make it on TV. I'll be booing so hard. I'll I'm not sign. Gonna, I'm not gonna boo. I'm not gonna boo. I'm not gonna boo him. Honestly, I think. I think I, I don't. I understand everyone's hate with him because like the lockout and stuff. But from the like the owners love him, right? Because like they're making the money. I mean, to be fair, the NHL hasn't been in a better place in the last twenty years than now. I could have say that. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, but it's not only Gary Bettman they boo. They boo all the other commissioners. You see Roger Goodell getting booed. You see Adam Silverman getting booed. No, no, fair enough. Um, on this podcast today, we're going to try a little something different. We're going to try and keep rolling and just see what happens. Just kind of want to experiment just just to see how yep, the quality of the audio comes out. And I mean, if it's crap audio, then uh, you can blame that on me. <laughs> and we'll, next week, we can figure something out. Exactly. Yeah, and guys, we're just, we're just still getting used to this app. So. Yeah, but sometimes it's like your your audio, you, it's your audio that sounds funny. Like it just like you get all like robotic, and I think uh, it's just because you you move a lot. Uh, it, it, it can't sit down apparently because it mutes my mic. <laughs> well, here, here, sit down so... for a second. Sit down for a second and talk. All right, I'll sit, I'll sit down the way I normally sit down here. There's a normal way of sitting down. Uh, yeah, this is, yeah. Well, for me, I have my phone on like the same desk, the same place all the okay. time. So. You can hear me yeah, now? Yeah, I can see you fine. All right. That's, well, that's good. Hopefully then. it works out. <laughs> I hope so. Hope so. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Um, so the first overall pick, I mean, they're obviously high, highly touted players, very exceptional players. There's an argument to be made that maybe it's not the biggest deal in the world. But with that being said, guys with this exceptional status – um, we were looking at a yeah. list from earlier. See, now you're starting to cut. See, now you're starting to cut out. The... It's because my like I'm I'm rolling the chair around, like going from side to side. I can't sit still on this wheelie chair, walking around. Whatever. I think you just need to learn to sit still. That's your issue. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's your issue. I can sit still all day. I'm fine. <laughs> I can, man. I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. I'm a fidgety dude. Well, that's why you're gonna keep having bad quality for these awesome viewers that are tuning into our show weekly, oh. just just to hear you sound like a robot. I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, if they want to donate, so I can get better internet, that'd be donate. great. But you don't need. <laughs> How about I donate and I'll give you a chair without wheels? <laughs> I, I have one, but I have to go. I have to, have to go in the kitchen, but. <laughs> That would probably be even worse quality because it's a huge open space so you just hear echoes everywhere. Well, back to our topic, the exceptional status. Uh, We were going over a list earlier. Um, So obviously, Tavares was the first player ever granted exceptional status. Then we had Aaron Ekblad. Then we had Connor McDavid. Then Sean Day. And then most recently, Joe Valeno. Now, Now, four of those are in the OHL and Joe Valeno's in the QHL. Just for everybody's clear. And for our American listeners or who, people who don't understand what exceptional player status is, it's when you get granted by Hockey Canada to get 
drafted into either the OHL, QMJHL, WHL at 15 years old instead of the normal draft year of 16. Yeah, so it's exceptional status is just having that that year or like early bird kind of way of getting into a competitive can you call the chl professional not really because they don't get paid but no, so amateur no. amateur yeah, right amateur so yeah. i mean I, be- I believe the players get allowances and such but i don't know how that works i i actually don't think they do i was talking um i believe the, the billet families get money so they can pay for their groceries. And actually, no, you might be right. I think it's $500 a week for the players get maybe. Yeah, it's like, like having a job. I mean, cause yeah, you are, li- you are living like a, a lot of players living away from home. Right. So, yeah. and, they're, and they're teenagers. So they're going to want to go out and do stuff. So they kind of need money and the billet families are going to dish out money. That and like they're training all the time. Right. Cause they'll go to school, go to the rink, yeah. go home kind of thing. But yeah, do so. you um we kind of touched on it in the last episode, but do you think that we should remove exceptional status? No, I don't. Why? I I think it's I think it's it's good, but they need to just stop giving it out to just anybody that applies. Like they, if it's gonna be exceptional, it has to be exceptional. Like Connor McDavid and Missy Crosby didn't even get exceptional player status. Like those guys to me would could qualify. McDavid but, got it. Like Crosby didn't. McDavid, sorry, McDavid did get it, yeah, but like that's fine. Don Tavares, I'd probably say it's okay too because he's obviously a superstar in the NHL. Um, but you, but you don't know that realistically. Sean, you don't know that. No, I know, but like Sean Day and Joseph Valeno, like I feel like those guys were kind of stretches. Like they could have waited an extra year, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they weren't anything special when they came into the league. Like if you're going to have exceptional player status, it needs to be someone that you as a commissioner of the CHL or OHL or whoever you're, or whoever you're commissioner of needs to feel confident that they'll, they will, you know, prove that the ex- exceptional player status is there. Like Tavares came in, dominated his first year. Nothing, not saying they need to dominate their first year. Cause obviously it's 15 year olds against 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds sometimes, but they need to make a valid case himself where Shante came in the league and, he, he plays for Kingston now, so I've seen him firsthand. He's a great player, but he's nothing like you know what I mean. Like he hasn't, he's nothing exceptional to me. Like he's just an offensive defenseman who needs to work on his defensive skills. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, no, that's <laughs> interesting. So, like, yeah, I, I didn't see. I mean, I saw Sean Day when he's because he played for Windsor a little bit there. He goes yeah. traded from Mississauga, but yeah, same similar um, thought process. There was good player, not exceptional like good enough to play probably a future top six ahl top two yeah i'd probably probably say top top six defense in the nhl if he's if he stays healthy yeah but but it's like he's nothing exceptional like and he i think i know the issue (laughs) <laughs> What's that? the app does not like when you talk because every Apparently. time it's always when you're in the middle of a conversation <laughs> yeah i don't know it's weird it's very weird it's probably it's like yeah, it's probably like oh you're moving too much stop it <laughs> I mean, can, can we really go in this one spot and just lose his internet connection for a second and cut out i don't know Maybe, i'm just gonna try to pace around in circles now instead of back and forth yeah it could be that one spot you never know 
Um, you were saying about the exceptional status, though. Yeah, I was just, I was just saying, like McDavid, we heard about like f- forty-three years before he. Same with Tavares. Like I've back, but I kind of we, we were kind of aware of these players before they got entered into the league. Same with Aaron Eckblad. But Sean Day and Valeno kind of came out of nowhere. Like, you know, I never heard about them or anything. The next thing you know, it's, they're getting exceptional Yeah, and you status. hear about them, yeah, for like that year or whatever. I, but, yeah, no, I agree. I, to be fair, you still don't hear about Sean Day as much as you were about McDavid and Tavares and Ekblad. Like, I, I forgot Sean Day was even in the OHL until we traded yeah. for him. See, in my personal opinion, I think, I think we should remove exceptional status entirely. Um, it's more so on the end of not knowing and the CHL looks really, really poor when their next products are Sean Day and Joe Valeno compared you know, like it just looks bad on the, yeah, exactly. Now your mark, your marker is going to be like, is going to be, it was Tavares as a forward, but now it's going to be McDavid and it's going to be Ekblad as a defenseman, which I think Ekblad is very much deserving. I think he's a top defenseman in the NHL. Oh, I agree. He, he's, he's very yeah. underrated. Well, I wouldn't even know if he's underrated. Like, just, I think he just plays for a small market team that, um, which is why he's, which is why he doesn't get a lot of exposure and people don't really like they, uh, people nowadays think Florida, oh, they're everybody on their team's crap. Like they don't, they don't really understand how good Barkov or Huberto or Ekblad are until they watch, until they watch a couple Florida games. You know what I mean? Like they automatically associate anybody with Florida to be crap. Yeah. Which could be, a, which could be a media perspective, but like we, like us as fans and people that like the game, like to follow the game, we know, and I'd imagine others would know. That you know, Huberto, Barkov, before like you know when they had March or so, like they're a fun team to watch. Um, yeah, but I remember yeah. watching Ekblad and Barry when he played with Shifley, and it was pretty cool. And you, yeah, you knew he was a dominant player. Like you could tell that he was an exceptional player status. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like um, you watch Sean Day and Valeno. Like don't get me wrong, Valeno had a great season this year. But he's not dominating like the you know, like Tavares, McDavid, and Ekblad did when they're like he's 18 now, right? So he's three years into his exceptional player status. He's not dominating. He's just, he's just like a, a quality player. Whereas Ekblad, McDavid, and Tavares like they were putting up like 100 points every season type. Thing. Yeah, I want to actually. I'm actually gonna search that up because I'm kind of curious. Um, Sean Day's stats. They. They were okay, but mind you, he was injured for a lot. He was injured for a lot of the season. I'm pretty sure, this season and last season. So take that into account. Then don't then then don't play. Of... <laughs> his first season, he, his first I, season under exceptional status, he had six goals, ten assists. Yeah. Um, like, that's not, that's not like he's know, never like, he's never put up past forty points. But he did actually. Yeah. No, that's a lie. He did. Um, because he split the season between Kingston and Windsor, so he had um yeah. forty-seven points this season. I mean, it's not terrible, but like for you know, a player of exceptional player status, you'd expect like fifty, sixty points on the back end if granted exceptional player status. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, a guy that I'm looking forward to to watching more is Michael Bukovic. Um being a here in Kitchener. 
the guy is just oh, yeah. very, yeah, very like skillful. And, like, he's 16 years old, okay? They have him listed at, like, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and he's 212 oh, pounds. Holy moly. His parents feed him. He's 16, man. The guy's going to be a beast. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. That's that's nuts. <laughs> and mind you, like, he – there's a lot of times, like, his stats don't look – like, he played 24 games and he got five points. But he came over from, like, a new new team, where, like, just randomly. But he, like, looked like he fit. Like, he – there's multiple opportunities where he's jumping in the rush and he's joining the play. Like, I could see him – getting 30, 40 points next season, in my personal opinion, yeah. just if Kitchener utilizes him. And that he, mind you, he played those minutes without getting a lot of power play time too. Yeah. I mean, he, he's the type of guy that would stand in front of the net and just hope, like, you know, deflections and those rebounds. Mm-hmm. And um, like on the power play. Yeah, yeah. Play, not in yeah. general, but. And they paired him with Logan Stanley during the playoffs. So he got to see what it's like to play like a first rounder. Yeah, Stan, Stan, Stanley's gonna be. It's uh, it was cool and fun to watch. So I, I thought that was just interesting. And since that's why, that's why I like the CHL so much. You get to see the up and coming like, talent. I'm not a Leafs. I'm not a Leafs fan, but as as working for Frontenac, seeing Emily Rasnin playing for the Frontenac, like I'm excited to see him in the, like play for the Leafs. Like, just to, just to see what can happen exactly and like that's that's the same yeah. with me like even getting your you're cutting out by the way but um just seeing guys like logan brown this year i know he's already been drafted but like i just i just think what ottawa has in him is going to be really good i was kind of concerned with him in the beginning but I, it definitely looked like he was still playing hurt mind you how true is that i don't know but he definitely he looked like a whole different player in the playoffs <laughs> That's good to hear. That's exciting. That's okay, sentence. whatever you just That's did sad. now, now you sound perfectly clear. The sentence before that, you sounded horrible. I might just be my internet again. I have three people at home on the internet right now watching Netflix. Just so. stop moving. <laughs> I'll literally come over there. I'm going to come over there. I'll just take you, take you right, to go. the chair. <laughs> then, damn, hear me. As soon as I sit down, it doesn't work. Uh, it's just a. Whatever, you gotta figure your figure your shit out, Alex. Man, I live in the middle of the forest. There's not what I can do. My internet. <laughs> they, they don't want to give us a faster internet, so oh. 20, 20, 20 megabytes per second is all we get. Yeah, maybe you have to use data. <laughs> I counted ten gigabytes, so I could. Um. Okay, why did that? Everything's like closing on me here. Um. It's your side that's cutting it, not me. Maybe I, I think I just pushed the X button too too quickly. Um, hang on a second. I had a I had an interesting article. Um, okay, I have to like look at my history. Apparently, this might take me a second. Um, yeah. Okay, here. <laughs> You just got to stand up and walk around. You keep sounding like a robot. <laughs> not me, man. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm sounding fun on my end. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, 
Okay, I have an interesting article before we get into CHL since now that the Memorial Cup teams have all been decided, which I don't know if it's a first, but did you notice that every first place team in the CHL was eliminated? Every first place team was eliminated? Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, in their respective Yeah, league. yeah, in their, res- in their respective league, yeah. And finish first, but that's another conference. Yeah, like in the league, like Armada. Yeah. Then you got uh, who was who finished? I think the first place team in the WHL got upset in the first round. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but yeah, I'd have to look back. I, I um, know it was the Broncos. I can tell you that much. So, get this. So here's an article. Okay. All right. And to, uh, this is where I think this the CHL really needs to change the rules. Pats overhaul roster for Memorial Cup. The okay. Regina Pats wrapped up an exhausting WHL trade deadline on Wednesday by making three more trades, which they hope will turn into the squad championship contender. So this is uh, during the trade deadline. Okay. So I have to find. So Brown's number one job belongs to Cubic. So I'm Brown's GM who has never played in a WHL playoffs, posted state percentage as a high 900s in three seasons. So they were going in with a goaltender who never had playoff experience, and then they got lit up in the first round. Yep. Do the Pats have a chance? Yeah. And do you think it's really fair that they got eliminated in the first round? And now they get a second. Crack I mean, at it. I, I don't think it's fair, but just the way that things work out, like you can't you can't host a tournament with only three teams. I mean, you could, but that would just kind of be like, like how would you find like? I get what you're trying to say, but at the same time, it's like if you have like the teams that are in it right now, how would you pick the host? Like, I just randomly draw from like a team that's there, and then they have like Memorial Cup's a huge event, right? Like, they have like freaking so it takes a whole whole year to kind of set it up so i don't know how <laughs> i don't know how you would go any other way besides picking like a, a host well maybe but... down the road you there's another you open another it's... league or maybe instead of picking a host maybe a travel would be ridiculous i don't know if the teams have money right but travel. instead of what i'm saying is instead of that maybe you just have to go by standings the number one team in the entire chl gets an automatic in Boom! There's your fourth team. Yeah, but you wouldn't know that till the end of the season, and then they wouldn't have time. To, like they wouldn't have time to set up the whole, you know, fan fest that they have going on before, and they wouldn't have time to set it all. They up have time. Like they would have time it's... because the number one team gets a buy for all playoffs. If you finish first in the entire CHL, you get a buy, and then the sec- then your second your but second no. place team becomes your first place team in that. But it would still be. It'd still be the same thing, right? Because if they get to buy through the whole playoffs, but that's an easier that's an easier then... way to determine than just saying, "Oh, here you go." I I I guess I I don't know. I like I know they they go through a huge process to select the teams. Like this year, the first Memorial Cup was held in Regina on the Chase 100th anniversary. So that's probably why Regina's hosting it. But I I I do see your point. I mean, Windsor last year was you know they were a competitive team. They probably could have went all the way, but they ran into a hot London Knights team. So, yeah, but I don't know. I, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, okay, like 
it's like it's like when Russia hosts the World Cup, like it's soccer. Like Russia's not a very good soccer team. Like they're decent, but they're not. You know, they're not gonna win. <laughs> so why 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 would you why would you give it to Russia? <laughs> or even Qatar twenty twenty. Like they didn't even qualify for the last like five World Cups, and yet they're getting the, the host. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of the same well, it's thing. To build sport around different communities. Yeah, that's it's kind of the same thing with the Memorial Cup, yeah. I guess. No, I sure. just find it interesting because I remember. Um... I do, I do know what you're saying because the Memorial Cup's like a Champions League, it's like the best on the best, and then you have a team that's got eliminated in the first round in there, like. Yeah, but I like I wouldn't mind if Regina made it to like the conference final or something. Yeah, but what 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 happens? Okay, what happens if the host wins? It's the it's the it's the team that they play in the finals that qualifies. Is that how that works? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I've already asked. I knew. So then, what, yeah. what would be the point of playing the series just to win the championship? You win the championship, yeah, because then you get the banner, right? You get the WHL banner, and you get your name on the trophy. WHL champions or OHL champions. Fair enough. No, yeah. that's interesting. I just there's got to be a better system though. I just don't know what that would entail. I'd imagine it having down the line would be having four leagues, but then you're gonna have a influx. But again, you gotta you gotta you gotta pick a host somehow. I guess like I I guess I yeah I guess four leagues would be okay, but yeah, but, but that's time, like, but that's how no you pick because like the Memorial Cup it starts on Friday, right? So let's say the like so let's say game seven. For all the teams are being played, so what if so what if it worked like the NFL or the CFL, where they do the hosts at the beginning of the season, and it could not even be those teams playing, but you're still getting that, that star exposure. Yeah, exactly. That would work. That could work. That would work. Yeah. So you do yeah. it. Say, say you do it in Toronto, you know, or you do it at NHL arenas. You do it at Mon- Montreal. You yeah, do it in could. Vancouver. You do it in Pittsburgh. You do it in Washington. Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting. Yeah, that would work. That, but you that need four leagues work. to do it. Yeah, you, you, the only way you do right. it is if you have four leagues. Let's, or let's, like create, you said, let's create our own league right like now. First, or before we do that, or like you said, like the first place team in the whole CHL, they would still go through the playoffs, but they would also you know, like automatically qualify for the for the whole like for the World Cups. Like the Sioux, the Sioux this year would automatically qualify mm-hmm. type thing. And then since they made it to the finals, Hamilton would qualify either even if they won. You know, they could do it that way, but that's yeah, kind of so, only for fun. Yeah, let's do it. So you have the Western Hockey League, you have the Quebec Major Junior, and then you have the Ontario. So what league could we – because you can't go East Coast because ECHL is a thing unless you bring the East Coast League into that's, – That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking go the – American route. There's a couple American teams in the league. There's Saginaw, Flint, um, Everett, and Seattle. So unless you create like a, like like a, an American yeah, side Portland. of Portland, and yeah, and kind of kind of expand like the other teams. There's only like four Ooh, or five. Oh, that's a good idea. US. And then instead of having kids going to college, you have right. kids playing. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. And you like, it, and like uh, it. Like they already have a U.S. It's called the U.S. division in the WHL, which is like Tri City Americans and like th- three or four so teams you, already in there. So you can put those, move those teams over, and then put Saginaw and Flint over there, and then maybe that would leave room for two more OHL teams to come in. You know, kind of expand. I think we have a business plan here, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I 
have to go. David Branch, if you're, or not, sorry, I can't say David Branch. He's the OHL commissioner. But whoever the CHL commissioner is, <laughs> listen to the podcast. We have an Good idea. Work, right? so, <laughs> you know, or they take, you know, the whole CHL thing, they take, the, like I said, the ECHL or the USHL, and the winner of the USHL and ECHL go to the Memorial Cup. But again, the, the, the talent level will be different because the ECHL is a lot well, you'd, yeah, well, you'd there, have to but... have, yeah, you'd have to have um, its own league. Same be- yeah, yeah, exactly, because you'd have to, well, it'd be, have to be under the yeah, same yeah. rules. Mind you, the USHL is the same age group as the CHL. They have, they have, I think it's 16, 20 year olds, and the 20, when they're 20, you can't play there anymore. You become an overager. So I, they could work that way, and they have about 12 teams in there, so it could work there yeah. too. But, but that, would, that would probably require a merger because Memorial Cup's a CHL yeah. branded thing. <laughs> well, I think we have our new business model here. Let's talk to you. Because, I mean, you can't call it the Canadian Hockey League when you have American teams in it, can you? No, you wouldn't be able to. You call it the Continental Hockey League, still keep the CHL. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, but that, that, that's the KHL, so... <laughs> We could call it the West. We could call it the West Hemisphere. Yeah, North American League, but that's it again. That's like that would be, NA, that'd be NHL, WHL, NHL, the Western Hemisphere League. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you have to find another. Have to find something else. Maybe uh, or, P for provincial PHL. But they wouldn't be provincial because they're state. Okay, so SHL State State <laughs> Hockey League. They have an SHL, the Southern Hockey oh, League. Well, Jesus the Christ, the Alex, we need to come up with something. <laughs> okay, we can't take that name. I didn't even hear you there. I didn't um, hear you there. Cut out. The SHL is a professional league, so we can't take that name. I would if it was an amateur league, but people players can play to play in there. So, Okay, well, uh, maybe we need to go back into our cupboards and find out what we can do here. My next episode with a name. Sorry? Said so we'll come out next episode with a name. Yeah, I'll figure it out. We'll make all the sales pitch and everything for those. Yep. For that CHL commissioner that most likely won't even listen to this podcast. Probably has no idea we exist. No idea. We're just we're just we're just a bunch of bums. Yep. <laughs> despite despite technically under a payroll. <laughs> yeah, under a payroll in the OHL, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. NHL playoffs, pretty exciting stuff. The yeah. Nets won last night. The series is one one, and they look like they, they played could, well last night. They, they they look like they could compete. Again, and I don't think they're a bad team. I just don't like how they they like. I mean, it's great they're winning, but again, Vegas fans don't get used to winning. <laughs> Whatever you're doing now, that was perfect. By the way. Okay, I'll stand right here. I'll stand right right by my chair. Continue. <laughs> yeah, no, you you don't think the Knights got it next year, eh? They're not even a playoff team. Oh, honestly, I, I don't know. I'd have to see. I'd have. To, I, I I don't know. Like like you said, this year's special just because it's their first year. Um, the, the, unfortunately, the incident that happened in Vegas with the shooting, uh, all the players fighting for their contracts, like you know, everything is just kind of going like kind of giving players that extra boost and momentum. Whereas like I was talking to, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and like, yeah, like everybody's going, the, the games are selling like crazy in Vegas right now. That's awesome. But it's cause it's something new in Vegas. And like once the next big thing comes in, like 
or they start losing, how many people are actually going to decide to go to a game rather than go to a casino or a magic show? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's, it's, it's their first year and that's awesome. If they're doing well with their first year, but like it's Vegas things, con- new things constantly come in. How, how, lo- how long is this going to last as the new compared to like, are the fans going to stick behind their team? even like, six seven years because eventually they're gonna have to lose every team starts every team starts losing eventually and has a losing season and needs to go through a whole rebuild it's just the way hockey works so is their team actually going to stick behind them when they do that or are they going to go watch you know david copperfield or chris angel at, at, at the luxor or something you know what i mean right yeah it's like, that's uh... kind of what that's kind of where i'm behind like they have a great team they're really fun to watch and i do enjoy watching them it's just their fans thinking like, like it's just like it's hard to judge if their fans are diehard fans right now or I know a lot of people from my area in general are just jumping on the like I see people walking around Kingston with a Vegas hat because they're the next they're the, they're the hottest thing in the NHL like you can't tell me a 40 50 year old guy living in Canada didn't have mm-hmm. a team before Vegas came in you know what I mean yeah so no, it's like it makes sense when Seattle, when Seattle comes in like are they gonna jump you know to Seattle oh, Seattle's the best team they're a new like a new team like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think Seattle's going to do better than Vegas and fan attendance-wise because they're a t- hockey city, but that's just why I'm not a big fan of Vegas making it to the cup, the cup final right now. So I don't – It's if it was four or five years on the road, I'd be like, man, this is great. It's awesome. You know, they started from the bottom. But now they're here. <laughs> yeah, now they're here. And, like, if I see the fans are sticking behind the team, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. That's that's awesome. Like, they, they actually have a fan base, but – Right now, it's hard to judge if their fan base is just there because it's the hottest thing in town and they're winning or if they're there because they actually enjoy the team. And, like, how are they going to feel when their favorite players start getting traded like every other team? Like, eventually, you know, Marshall Show or somebody or Smith or Flurry or somebody's going to have to leave the team. Like, it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Re- no. Well, that's retiring or whether that's traded. Like, somebody's going to have to leave the team eventually. Yeah. No, that's fair. But, I think that's fair. It's – um. I do a shot at the cup. I, I I watched them play last night, and they're they're playing like a cup, like a like a playoff team. So they they can win the cup. I'll I'll admit it, but I don't know if they're going to. <laughs> Could you imagine that they win? I can, <laughs> I can, yeah. but like, again, then how? Like if they win the cup, they can't get much better the next season besides winning the whole Presidents Trophy. How's their team going to react if they know they just squeak into playoffs or just miss playoffs? Like, well, well, that's where they got to use their their picks that they acquired, right? So they got to hit on a bunch of draft picks and. Keep and they the, away the first, second, and third for one player. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that. that okay, that's they, they get that player for the next three seasons, and he, he, he also he also allows him. They also allow him to hit the the cap, the roof of the cap, and yeah. if they want to trade him later, they definitely could because Tatar still has value for to any other teams because he's got a contract friendly type of contract, and what they have multiple anyway? they have multiple picks. Um, it's like four or five, but I thought it was six mil for like six years or something. No, I don't think so. Uh, I could, like I said, we'll wait and see on the fan base there. I, I, I'm glad they're enjoying it right now because it's great, but I'll have to wait before I judge if there's any diehard fans over there. <laughs> you think everyone just jumped ship as soon as they suck? I don't know if anybody did, everybody did, but my one of my, 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 my personal trainer. I go, to, I go to see it three times a week. He went down to a Vegas game, and he said the majority of the rink wasn't Vegas fans. It was the opposing team fans. So that, that was an interesting fact that I heard yesterday. Huh. Yeah. It is interesting. He 
he went down during the regular season. He didn't go down during the playoffs. So maybe the playoffs, you know, the, this is completely sold out. But when he went down during the regular season, the half half the fans that were there were the opposing team fans, which ironically were Senators fans. So, so there's Senators fans out there, people, not just me. Not just me. <laughs> uh, Thomas Tatar is five point three for the next Perhaps. three for the next three seasons. That's not terrible, I guess. Yeah, it allows him to get to the cap floor. So I mean, it's it helps. Which, which obviously, in my opinion, would mean one of their free agents are gone it's because he's gonna like it's if James Neal leaves, it's gonna take off their or Derek Perron is gonna take off their cap. Their you know the like the cap. Uh, yes and no. Sabiza's contract is he's UFA. Clayton Stoner becomes a UFA. Okay, well, Clayton Stoner's gone. No, well, he's Stoner. making three point two five. Sabiza's three point six. So that's going to be a pay cut. And then you have, I mean, I think they can still resign him, but they have, yeah. So they don't have a first round pick of this draft then. So I thought they acquired more, but I guess they they have a second round. They don't. No, so they don't. Year. So they yeah. don't have a first. They don't have a third. They have a second. Then they have two fours, and then they have two fifths, and they have two six. So unless they trade up, they, which is possible. Yeah. But again, again, like what's going to happen when one one of those favorite players leave? Because you know that everybody on that team is probably like people are you know you might know, really love the players just because of the run they're on. So yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. They're, they're again, they're a fun team to watch, and I, I am following them, and I do like to see them having success. It's just I wish it wasn't the first year, so I could kind of judge. Like you know, the Capitals, I'm like the Capitals deserve the cup. Their fan base deserves the cup just because of all the heartbreak they've been through. With Vegas, I can't say that. I'm just like, are they real fans? Are they there? Yeah, you know what enough. I mean? So, Jets or Knights? You still sticking with the Jets? I still Caps, with the Jets. Caps and uh, Bolts. I, I'm still thinking with the Caps. I'm still thinking Caps. Yeah, the I still have Caps and Knights. So, I mean, that's dating back to before they started playing. So, we'll definitely yep. see who's right at so. that time. Um, I Tampa's looking shit. If the Knights win the Cup, I'm buying a jersey. <laughs> it's fair. I'll buy a jersey. I, I do like, I like, I do like their jersey colors. I think it's one of the coolest jerseys yeah, in the league. Dude, so, I agree. It's, I agree. I do like, and my favorite player on Vegas would probably be Alex Tuck. Yeah, they Tuck. So I'd, I, yeah, I so I'd probably that. get a Marchessault oh. jersey. He's, he's, he's just because I just because I know he's going to be there for a while. You know, I'm the type of guy that likes players that aren't usually liked. Like Carlson's not my favorite player on Ottawa. My call is like I'm not like the guy that. Oh, follows, that's the same like, as yeah, it's, yeah, that's the same as me with the Leafs. My favorite player is Nylander, but. You know, yeah. Matthews is obviously the stud. I but yeah, my like, my favorite player in yeah. the NHL is Anze Kopitar. Like if I And mine's Steven Stamkos. Is who? Steven Stamkos. Yeah, that's kind of a that's that's not mine's an underrated pick. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, but mine was Steven Stamkos who plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who no one in Canada gives two shits about unless they're playing Boston or Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, Toronto cares. We almost signed him to a ten million dollar contract. Oh man, then I, I uh, that would that, that would hurt me so much. <laughs> Stamkos in a Leafs jersey. <laughs> I, I, I still the cheaper Stamkos. I wouldn't be able to just bail because I'd look a bandwagoner, and I too like the way he plays. So. Yeah, fair enough. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on and helping me out again. 
for our Puck Joss podcast. I think we got through everything. We got just NHL playoffs, we got CHL playoffs. We got, a couple, we got a couple. We got a couple more things, but I know we're running out of time here. We both got to go to places. So, yeah. well, what else do we have? Well, we still have to pick up the Mem Cup winners. We didn't talk about the Mem Cup winners at all. Yeah, well, we talked about Regina. <laughs> That's, yeah, but we didn't pick the winner. Right, well, who who do you we think, think? going to win the Mem Cup? Who do you think? I think it's, I think it's going to be Swift Kern and Akadi Bathurst in the finals. I think Swift Kern's taking it. I think the Bulldogs are going to win. That's fair. That's fair. I think they're going to win it also. You think Swift Kern's going to win? Yep. And we also didn't mention the reviews for the refs, but that's not that big of a deal. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, we always, yeah, we always on, we're always on the refs. The refs are. We, 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 we can talk about that next week. It's not like it's Stay tuned. That I'm sure there'll be a, next week. I'm sure there'll be a missed call. I'm sure there'll be a missed call like tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow that we could talk about. Oh, I know. Moment. Just like that headman slash. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was such a bad play. It was such a bad. But no, I just just to touch on that real quick. The game goes so fast, and I imagine it goes even faster when you're a ref. It does. That's that's you can't blame the ref. That's what they think they saw. That's just like it's like trusting the the the, the refs are no, told to can't. trust what they see. You know. Yeah, first they're told not to do review as much, so they don't. And then they get yelled at for doing what their gut instinct and seeing what they see. And I get it. Like, it's a bad call. But, like, when I was – I was referee, right? So when I was going through it, like, through, through ref, I was told that the call I make on the ice don't overturn no matter what. So, like, if they call penalty, like, and even if you look at the replay, like, why would you go and say, nope, no yeah, penalty all of a sudden? Like, you know it. what I mean? Like, I just – it just throws everything off. Like if, if I call a tripping penalty and the next thing you know, I, you know, I'm skating and there's like two minute play. And I'm like, Oh wait, that wasn't a tripping penalty. and put my hand down. Like how the heck am I? Yeah. You, like, once you're you committed, Whoa. you're committed. You can't. Yeah. Like I, like I'm sure, I'm sure they've seen the replay now. I'm like, man, that was a bad call, but you just got to stick behind yeah. your calls. Like I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad they didn't review it to be honest, but yeah. Um, there's, there's enough reviews with the goals and like takes like 20 minutes to freaking review a single goal so how long would it take to review a penalty like seven minutes yeah well it depends <laughs> like, on the moment right in the situation they uh, yeah. it is what it is but by next by next week fans we're fans. gonna have hopefully no missed calls and we'll hopefully have a yeah. new league name yeah. for our american junior league <laughs> There you go, the American Junior League AJHL. That's already a thing, isn't it? Probably. Oh, Jesus. Probably. <laughs> <That's>... All right. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. Puck Jazz Podcast. Again, we love what we do. It's just a hobby. We appreciate everyone that comes in. You can find us on Instagram, Puck Jazz Podcast. Um, we post pretty. We're pretty active on that, I would say. And you can also find us iTunes, Google Play, yep. Pocket Cast, basically wherever you can find a podcast. There have been issues with uploading for whatever reason, but you can find us on Anchor, which, again, we will share to the rest of the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. As as always, I'm AJ. I'm with my good friend Alex. See you next week. See ya.